This is Mystic Dylan, the witch. This is Adele Levine, the medium. And together, we are the witch and the medium. We're running with shadows of the night. So baby, take my hand, we'll be all right. Woo! Woo! What? Uh, wait a minute. How is Surrender that? All your sh- shadows? I, I, I was going to sing Black Magic Woman, but then I realized the only lyrics I know are Black Magic Woman. Yeah, that's the only lyrics <laughs> I know, too. <laughs> and, then, and then I was, I Googled, and then I was like, wait a minute, now I don't, now I've forgotten the entire melody of Black Magic Woman. So uh, it would just be me saying black I, yeah. magic woman. I think I'm good. I think I was gonna go into witchy woman if I were to think of the song, and it's not right. So, but I, then, I, but then when I think of witchy woman, for some reason, I always combine it with pretty woman. So it comes out witchy woman <laughs> walking down the street, witchy woman. <laughs> But that then I realized that's not. That would have been a way more fun title. That would have been a way more fun title. We, hey Julia Roberts, so it's okay. You can thank us. We just renamed you. We made we made you way more interesting. Don't worry, we got you. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean witches, prostitutes. Isn't it the same thing at the end of the day? I mean, I mean, I'm sure all the witches would agree. Yes, right. You're getting, especially the professional witches. I mean, what I do oftentimes feels like prostitution oh my gosh it's done in secret yeah (laughs) you're competing with others they (laughs) They pay pay you you. and then they leave you (laughs) they leave you i want you to know at a certain place where we both used to work i had a client i still have that client and she was the best she had a really good sense of humor and what people don't know is how it's set up is that many places are like this where they it's a fucking brothel don't ruin my punchline. Oh, sorry. sorry. It's my punchline. So she, yeah, so she, so they call you and you're in the phone, and especially this place, people would be, you would hear people running across the floor because people would hang out in each other's offices and while you wait for like a reading and you would hear people running. And so I brought her upstairs and I, she goes, oh, these are all the rooms? I said, yeah. She goes, yeah, it's like a psychic brothel. That's exactly what she said. And I was like dying laughing. Some other people got offended by that, but I thought it was hilarious because I said, I, I used to say that all the time. I used too. to say that too. Like you're, you're sitting there and you're like, is a reading coming? You have a reading, Adela. And you okay, hold on one second. Let me incense everything. Like, <laughs> like spraying perfume. You have to go up the stairs, lead them into the room. It's yeah. true. Actually, one of the managers got very mad at me because I, I did reference that. Um, but then the other <laughs> thing too, my ex-boyfriend at the time that I was dating when I worked there, he was convinced. He was like, this probably was, he's like, this was either a brothel or this was a gay bathhouse before it became a metaphysical Ooh. shop. And well, I was but, like, you know, it might, might've been. No, because I was there at the very, very, very beginning. And there was a whole different business upstairs. They left and then they took over that and and um, actually built all those rooms by hand. Like they made oh. those rooms. Well, then so they, I hate to they disappoint people. It. it was a really, it was a really boring uh, business that was there before. Then they was... modeled it after a brothel or uh, bathhouse. I house. think there's just similarities. I, I hope, just so you know, everybody, we are not considering ourselves prostitutes of uh, psychic. What do you want to? I don't know. Brothel. What would we? What would they call that? I'm not to. I'm not. I mean, not listen. That I have. I, I'm I have no honest. problem with I people support doing sex workers. Me too. I support sex workers. Absolutely. So, you know, I support. I support sex workers in the sense that I don't understand why people get condemned for choosing to use, you know, to do what they want to do. I mean, if I'm it's consensual. It. There, there are some. And it's there are some t- people. not forced. There are some you know, people who need it and probably couldn't get it without that. 
I know. <laughs> I'm just, you know. It's all kinds of situations going on. And, is, and I feel like if we if we had it more like, where is it where it's legal? Amsterdam. And like, if it was like Amsterdam and then it was like people were taken care of and it was clean yeah. and safe. And I feel like we'd have a much better, it would be a much better situation. Well, I, you're not going to stop things, guys. I mean, I will I'm sorry. I confess something to you. Uh-oh. So in in high school, Mm-mm. we had to have a business education class, uh, business mm-hmm. marketing, and we had to come up with a business. And um, mine this was, was your controversial. Business. Yeah, mine was controversial because I had because <laughs> I had I had uh, two two brothels, uh, and one was for men and one was for women. The women was called the Frilly Garter. And the men's one was called the, the Rusty Spur. And they were. <laughs> oh my God. You went like cheese and cheese. How much cheese can I put and, out there? And no, but this was my, it was, they were going to offer uh, uh, SCD testing. There was going to be an SCD testing place on site. Um, okay. They would get, they would get health care. And when you get how cute this was, when you like, you know, made your made your transaction. When they gave you the room key, the keychain uh, was a condom. So then you would have your condom, and okay. your condom, and the condom packet would have the room number. It seems like a lot of little kitschy things for someone who just wants to maybe get in and get out. You know, boom, boom. Well, you want to know where the room number is, and you want to make sure that there's protection. So there you go. And then there was a. Uh, I called it, um, ah, it had a very fancy name, but it was, it was essentially the red button and you would press the red button and it would be very discreet uh, because the rooms <laughs> obviously would be red. So if anything was going wrong, they could just press that red button so, and yeah. people would be uh, alerted that some, some freaky deaky was going down. Okay. Let me just picture this. So you're in high school. <laughs> yes. And the teacher asks you to write a business. We have to come up with decide... diagrams and everything. You decide to go with the red light district model. Precisely. At what age was this? I was 17. So I was a junior in high school. Yeah. So you were doing that. And then I went to a high school where we had to do our own project. And um, I wrote a play. And the play was about a, a woman who's older. And she meets a younger man. And he turns out to be a genealogist. And the clincher was... That was her long lost son. <laughs> and everyone th- was like, what made you? <laughs> we, we were on two different sides of the spectrum. And but also, still not, still not, not the norm mainstream. See, People we met, do. we met at the crossroads. <laughs> we met I at mean, the crossroads. I don't know if you know this, but like for a week, I was also the president of the abstinence club. I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. that. Our teacher was gay. Um, mm-hmm. And he was too, I wanted to have a gay straight alliance. We didn't have one in our school. Um, okay. So he was like, well, we could do this instead. So we did the abstinence club. Then I realized that like presidency takes a lot. Like it was already kind of overwhelming and I had This sounds like Dylan as well. You're like, what? <laughs> what there is... are no like thrones and fans coming out my way? It was a lot oh, of responsibility. Not what I thought. Um, but yes. then it got, uh, our teacher left. And I got joined with the um, uh, the Bible study club. Um, and also, let's be real, was I abstinent at 16? Um, and then, obviously, uh, the girl whose name, sorry, her name was Sally, and she, or Susan, her name was Susan, and she was not the nicest. Uh, she was the president of the Bible study club, and then it was kind of a weird thing. And then, essentially, like, let's be real, I was gay and not abstinent, so I, I just, you know, stepped okay, down. I have to have a full confession. I swear I thought you said absence. <laughs> I, I, I swear. I swear. In, 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 in high school? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past you if you were, like, what starting liberal, a brothel. What, what liberal? What liberal? But, for, I mean, what I got I, lost for a minute. I was like, why are people talking about not having sex on the absence like club? 
Oh my god, that's amazing. That's why I was like, I'm oh yeah, dying. I totally believe that. I would never I have believed it. I was like, you believe all. that I was president no. of the abstinence club? I, no, I believe you're president of the abstinence. You know, as Dylan pointed <laughs> out, which we, which he, he was trying not to tell, say in our podcast. If you watch my latest YouTube, I say the wrong word. Oh my god, actually, please, two, please, two wrong words, two wrong words. I so, I say the word connotation which I was very passionate about and Dylan's like you realize you said connotation I'm like yes and he's like that's not how you say it young lady how did you and what did you correct me to say it like what's it's the correct connotation way? connotation so I tell him that the fun and then later in the same this is a this is a video on Archangel Michael in the same video I say slither is that a sliver but Citric caught it and he put like snakes coming around and stuff and we made fun of it. But I, but I, I tend to do that. Like words don't seem to be very important at times to me, but the energy does. So that's why when you see me saying, I'm like, commutation, just in case you're wondering. And I'm all passionate about it. And that is very, that is even how I was when I was little. I love it. <laughs> But yeah, it. so I heard in my brain when he said it, I heard you say absence. I was like, yeah, and you were like, you were like, oh, I, I believe that. I was already there. I was like, like already, I believe yeah, that. I was, I was like, uh, oh, okay. I mean, listen, <laughs> <laughs> but it was very like, and I'm telling you, so let's keep in mind that I went to high school, like, uh, Glee came out when I was in college. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Glee came out in like 2008 or something. Anywho, mm -hmm. so I'll never forget watching that, this show, watching that show, um, watching that show, and all of a sudden, uh, they have this episode. I think it's like season two or something, where like someone becomes president of the Absence Club, and I was like, someone took my life, because that shit is what happened. happened. To me. Yeah, I think that was probably that kind of all goes together. People who are in a Glee club might be doing some kind of other type of similar <laughs> club. I mean, actually, I, I, I relate a lot to shit that's happening in Glee. I was like, oh, that, you know, that that happened. Um, but I want you to know, I have a story about Glee. I went, I was in, what people don't realize here in LA, just so people know, there's a thing called um, where they bring the show to a group, a controlled group, and they do testing on a show. And they, they do this with many different audiences to see what in uh, feedback, what is it called again? I forget what the term is called, but there's a term where they, um, that it's called where any new show, or just so you guys know, because I grew up here, I used to go see free movies all the time because they passed them out on the street, like beg you to come to a movie that hasn't been released so that you fill out a form and say your opinion. And then they change the movie or the show according to what most of the audience is saying. This was pre, you know, they still do that. And I was part of the testing group for Glee. And then, and when they do uh, is you have a knob and you would turn like when you got bored or you would turn it like, and they would see and then, of course, you go into a room. And by the way, you're not supposed to be an entertainer when you're part of these groups. But it's always all filled with actors and self-important, like, actors out of work, by the way. And they all have major opinions on – they'll go on to plot themes. And they're sitting there like, listen, did you like it? Would you watch it? Just, you know, we didn't ask for you to rewrite it. But I told him I wouldn't watch it, which I never did. And she got shocked because I said, yeah, I could see this being on after American Idol. And I could see it being really good for a younger crowd. And they were like, that's when we're going to put it on. And I was like, yeah, I could see the coach is going to be like really famous, like, you know, Jane Lynch's character and stuff. And so I wasn't surprised it blew up. I just was never into it. But I bet you loved it, right? I, I mean, I, I, I loved, I loved, hated it. Uh, okay. It definitely was like I know high school has that like set uh, or budget unless it's like right you know, Beverly Hills or right something. Um, yeah. But the one thing that I will say so and not to like ooh pop culture drama, but Leah Michelle, who's I don't know if you've heard, she's getting a lot of heat. 
Uh, um, yeah, I've heard, and I'm not surprised. Well, okay, I'm of... not either, because I will say this. I've heard so a lot of one, things about her over the years. So. I'm just going to preface, Good. I think yeah, she's I... extremely talented. I think she has a voice okay. for days. But I'm going to tell right. my, everyone's, like, stories. I'm going to tell my story. Okay. Mm, and it's time Do to it. come out and tell your story. Where mm. This was not part of the plan, ladies and gentlemen. I know. We are bringing it, it out. Plan, Go for it. But it's, for it's it. time. So it's time. I saw the original cast of Spring Awakening with my dad in New York on the Broadway, uh, starring uh, Miss Leah Michelle. The Broadway. I yes. never heard anybody say it that way. Okay. The Broadway. And um, long story short, we went backstage and I have a ginormous crush on Jonathan Groff. I am obsessed with him. Not obsessed with him, but I love him. He, he's, he's the lead and he's done a lot of stuff. He's the okay. voice of he's the voice of Kristoff uh, in um, Frozen. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, super cute, very nice. Little, okay, so it's okay that you don't know who he is, but okay. let's just roll I, with that. I, I'm okay with it. <laughs> That's I'm good. Okay with it. Okay. So we go backstage. I meet Jonathan Groff, and like he's talking to my dad, and we're talking, and then like there was this moment where we were gonna hang. And like, that was like the plan. Like there was like a, oh, come up to my dressing room or hang out or whatever the case may be. Well, it was more as a group because it was two of the other actors there too. And then freaking Leah Michelle comes downstage, comes downstairs. She opens the, she opens the stage door and obviously there are fans and they're freaking out and they want to meet her. Um, the show had just won the Tony Award. Um, and she like turns around and she goes to Jonathan. She's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, well, we were going to hang and chat a bit. And she's like, we, I got to go or something like that. And she like threw this whole thing and she left at the front of the theater. And then Jonathan Groff and I didn't get our moment of hanging out together because he felt indebted or obligated to hang out with uh, Miss Leah Michelle. So that was it. I mean, nothing really after that. I mean, Thanks I can't say that lot, she was a bitch. Leah, <laughs> I know. That's and another thing friends. everybody is pissed at you about right, right now. You, you, for took, Dylan. you took him away from me. Yes. You know? Right. Yeah. But you know what? But on a serious note, you would think somebody, when you know that there's fans and there's people or whatever talking, you kind of like know how to like, oh, okay, cool. Like, let me know when you're done or pull back or give someone a moment yeah. like, or give or you that yourself. moment or introduce yourself. But we, I can tell you guys, there's a lot of cool, cool famous people I met. And there's just a lot that, you know, and, it, and we both, and it is true that sometimes you can just meet someone on the wrong day at the wrong time. That but I've true. seen some, I've seen some people that it's consistently, I've seen them consistently not be like really cool. And I think there's, there was always, that was always said about her. Yeah. That was kind of the known that she was that way. Well, that was right? my weird Glee story. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Dylan. I know. Sorry. But, okay. I do have to say one more thing. Uh-oh. But okay. it has to do with our subject. It has to do with our okay. subject. Sure. So uh, dark energies, dark entities, and black magic. But mm. as you may or may not know, yeah. Because I've had a lot of time on my hands. I've been re-listening to our podcast from uh -oh. the beginning. What? Yes. Because here's the thing. I oh, It's boy. more for myself. Because okay. I'm like, what did I miss? What should I have said? Did I say something wrong? Um, I just should... actually want people to notice what that means is Dylan doesn't Does normally listen to, listen to our podcast. And I just want to say that I have, so I don't need to catch up. Just saying. So I was catching up. Not, so I mean, I there... wanna, I want to climb off my throne to say that, but um, yeah, I did say that. Yes. Well, you can ahead. step down from the high horse now. I will try, Dylan. <laughs> the Go high pony. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember, yeah. But one of the first heated, I call them the hot, the hot moments. The hot. One day. of the first okay. hot moments of our podcast yeah. was uh -oh. a year ago now. Isn't that weird? Um, wow. And it was an episode titled Good and Evil. Yes. And one of the things that we uh, almost tore each other apart about, and it was weird because we were actually in the same room, um, is 
you we were fighting about how I had made a statement. I was like, you know, good and evil is a Christian concept. And you said, absolutely not. So I just want to say okay. that while I was not wrong, um, I did find out, <laughs> I did find out, I did find out that I did uh-huh. say it incorrectly. So I okay. just want to say what I meant. Oh boy. In every wow. other, no. so what I meant was, what I meant <laughs> yes. was, it's more yes. evil. So in, outside of, Judy, of Judeo-Christianity, and what I mean mm-hmm. by that, obviously, I mean Judaism, Christianity, Catholicism, anything that falls within that realm. Uh, right. And even, even um, a Muslim religion. Um, okay. Outside of that, there has always been a dualistic nature, meaning that a person or spirit contains both. Within Christianity or Judeo-Christianity, Christianity specifically, evil is not seen to be godly or of human nature. It is, it is not present. So they do not believe in this dualistic action. Therefore, when you are talking about good and evil, the idea that man contains uh, half or both or yin and yang, that mm-hmm. is exclusive everywhere except Judeo-Christian. So that's what Absolutely. I meant to say. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I meant to say because they do believe uh, Christianity specifically and Catholicism do believe that anything evil or bad or dark is not natural. So well, that's well, what I meant to say. Right. And like, and t- growing up as a Christian, evil was taught to me as some outer influence whispering something mm-hmm. in my ear and making people or trying to make you do something evil. Right. Like so, demonic or, or the devil, devil. really. Yeah, the, devil. the devil. It was the, the devil. Like you didn't grow up with the devils, like watching you pee. No. Like that's how I grew up. Right. Grew, you know? Okay. And so that's, that's, I think that's what I meant. And I think that's what I couldn't, we couldn't, I didn't know how to word at the moment. So obviously good and evil is not a Christian concept, but the fact that evil is, is inhumane and not part of uh, mankind. That's kind of what I meant. Two Christians. Like, okay. So you know how like there's yin and yang and, 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 and we acknowledge that there's chaos, but chaos is natural. Right. Right. Uh, Right. Right. They do not believe in that. It's like, no, humankind is good. And anything outside of that is, is well, they believe that it's even, it's even, even more, you know, um, intense because they believe that we're naturally, this is even like what I was told all the time. You're naturally bad, and I can hear you sipping on your Starbucks. Oh, fuck. Yep. I mean, it was Just McDonald's say. sweet tea, but okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, um, but yeah, they believe like you're not like you're almost naturally just like nothing like you're like you're only okay in the great God's grace's eyes. So you're kind of dirt. I mean, I literally was told stuff like this, like you're nothing, you're dirt, but you know, God's grace and Jesus died for you. So now you're actually okay. And then they also believe like, if you're going to do anything that's quote evil, it's because you're being led by um, demons or the devil. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. And I, and I, when I meant that there's evil, I believe evil to be, when something or someone is trying to harm deliberately, like consciously know I'm doing this to you because I want to see you suffer and harm, you know, I feel like that is more evil to oh, me. Oh, precisely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not like passionate, something you do out of not being emotionally, you know, you're not balanced. You're maybe like off kilter or you're- You heard you that, do some... folks. Adela does support crimes of passion. I do not support crimes <laughs> of action. Do you not. You just said that. Do not. You just said evil is I... when you deliberately do something and you don't care, but you can understand. If... I don't understand, but I think that that's why we have these laws that don't always work. But she's like, I... she's like, you killed your husband because he was cheating, sweetie. I support you. I no. 
<laughs> For the record, I have never said that. Just in case Dylan re-listens to this podcast again, I will. I had never said that. Next but I, year, I did. next year, I'm going to say, Adela, I re-listened to our other heated podcast, uh, <laughs> Black Magic, um, where we talked for 20 minutes about everything else aside from our topic. Besides our topic, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so okay, just to, I'm just going to say, just to clarify. On human nature level, people do things in the human nature. But I do feel like evils when someone deliberately looks at something, someone or does something and the intention and there's no feeling, you know, behind it. It's really that feels evil to me. Okay, now, Dylan, I'm going to take over. So we're going I thought it'd be interesting um, because we've talked about this before and we've talked about it embedded in other podcasts, not really kind of dedicating the topic um, in this form. And I feel like it's very fitting for a lot of things that are going on in the world. <clears throat> um, so Dylan, here's my question. Where did the term black magic come from? Oh boy. Woo woo. Um, uh-huh. I don't know. I, I don't know why I needed all that, um, but, <laughs> but it just. Okay. Um, well, you know, it's it's really interesting because I can't, I can't say that it wasn't used. Um, well, actually, I can. I can. Um, so, long story short, black magic, the word. Uh, actually has a lot of, and I've said this before, um, has a lot of racial connotations, okay? You really oh, What don't... word did you say? Did you say connotations? I said connotations. Sounded like you said connotations. No, I definitely said connotations. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. All right. I'll have to replay it, but I believe okay. you. You, you and replay I also... it? And I also just wanted to say to back up what Dylan said. He has said this like numerous times, not just a few times, right? Way many times. I'm saying like, this isn't a new thing that you are educated to. This is something you've tried to educate people to. And we're going to, you're going to fully cover it. So go ahead. Sorry. Commutations. So (laughs) you really don't see it until, uh, the the colonial times okay so mm-hmm. in new england once the once the uh, atlantic slave trade is happening um you have those you have um black people the the, the africans that were brought over they're doing their mm-hmm. magic and that is called black magic okay they were okay. looking at that they were looking at their culture they were looking at their spiritual uh practices uh, which is why you have Santeria and Obey and um, Hoodoo and Voodoo because eventually they had to hide their practices behind, uh, disguise it under the guise of Christianity and Catholicism. Um, but so you don't really see terms of like black magic in Egypt or Greece or Rome any of these, anything that predates kind of colonial, even in medieval, uh, magic, witchcraft, it was called witchcraft, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. Witchcraft was was bad, or witchcraft right. was looked upon in, in a bad way. Uh, but then what ends up happening in in this colonial sediment during the colonization of, of Europe and, and, and uh, this, America, this is where you start getting this one. The reason why they did it too is because people were afraid of witches. So what ends up happening is that in this very Catholic, Protestant, uh, Puritan, um, um, through these religions and colonies, they started using magic to counteract magic. So that's where you get this divide. White magic is protective of evil, and then black magic is meant to harm. But that is actually a modern setting that comes into play, because really what they mean is, you know, 
black magic is anything that uses roots and herbs and stones and 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 that that um primitive setting the and other thing that and would you say that that also would mean it would be scared scared people to believe working with the earth is something bad almost versus believing there's something kind of magical in the sky looking down absolutely well think of it this way think of it this way mm-hmm. and, and and i actually learned this in an anthropology class and it fast like ever since i learned this i was like oh my gosh it makes sense remember or or just keep in mind that it was the native america when when the uh european colonists came to america their shit did not grow (laughs) the 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 soil they didn't know how to use the soil they didn't know how to grow anything they didn't know how to do any of that it was the the africans who brought their seeds i mean their stories yeah, mm-hmm. and um, and it was the Native Americans who helped cultivate right. and 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 work the agriculture of this land. So once you look at that, I mean, I was also I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Roots. Uh, but uh, wait, I wait, wait, a... wait, 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 wait. You do recall our podcast where I said my oh, that's dad right. Yes, Roots. Roots every single yes. year, and often yes. made my, the people so in my. Good watch it every single time. I, I watched it twice I a year. So have cry. I seen Roots? Yeah. Yes. But remember <laughs> when they're injured, remember when they're injured, she's trying mm-hmm. to heal, uh, she's trying to heal the master and he's like, I don't want your African uh, he goes, right. I don't want your African magic. Right. And right. that's fucking medicine. So right. yeah, automatically you look at you look at, I mean, I, I was just reading a story of how, you know, they were saying that okra was actually brought here in women's hair. Uh, they brought the seeds. They would hide the seeds in their hair. And mm. a lot of the plants that we used and maintain, we wouldn't know if it wasn't for, right. you, know, the, you know, that. So, yes, automatically it turns into, oh, you're using the earth. Therefore, that is black, this this uh, black concept, this this concept of that. So if you think about it, and I think this is funny because we're so separate from it now. But also, if you go into a bookstore, and I, and I said this in one of my classes, go into a bookstore now, if you look at quote-unquote white witchcraft, what is that? It's crystals. So yes, it's the earth, but it's not the dirt. It's not the soil. It's not something I mean, shiny. Yes, there's some that, yeah, it's something like, you know, and then obviously they appropriate everything. So like these dream catchers and chakras right. and, and uh, clouds and ethereal stuff. And yes, they'll use plants, but it's more the, the pastel colors. Whereas right. if you look at the roots and the bones and, and everything that is uh, primordial or, or primitive, that is automatically seen uh, as black magic. And Another thing too, which I know that you can attest to this. Well, I mean, you have it easier because I know that a lot of religious people go to you for what you do, but also spirit work, talking to spirits, communicating with spirits. I mean, mm-hmm. they have the Native Americans and and okay. uh, the Africans that brought here, they believed in ancestral veneration. They believed in talking to their ancestors and spirits and keeping that on. And that was seen as one idolizing or deifying your ancestors, making them godlike, you know, making spirits godlike. Uh, so that's all seen as bad. So yeah, that's kind of where it comes from. All right. Awesome. So I wanted to like, I am um, <clears throat> kind of comment. I'm kind of, since I wrote stuff down, I'm, I'm almost kind of asking, <laughs> or I'm kind of like commenting or asking or answering, I guess, what people ask me a lot. And they um, are obviously people are always interested in, are there dark entities? And what does that term mean? And I just kind of wanted to say, kind of comment on um, the idea of like, quote, dark entities. And I, I feel that term comes from, to me, from what I do, or what I see, or my understanding, I should say, anytime it's something people don't really understand or they can't fully see or they can't really make up or it's something that they're not familiar with, to me, always goes into a dark, under the umbrella of dark. 
something that is like I so if someone sees like a shadow person or they feel like there's something in their room and they're like oh it's always the story is always like oh it was dark it was dark or something was you know approaching me and I can tell it was dark but what I have found from knowing how to unmask these type of things and see what's really going on it's really always called dark if it's something you just can't understand if you can't really make mm -hmm. it out and it's not even really I always say to people that it's really you aren't just your sight's just not able to make it out it doesn't necessarily mean this is a dark quote-unquote bad thing that is around you it's just you're not making it out because it's like shadowed to you doesn't mean it's literally you know sneaking around in the shadow trying to get you so I always feel like whenever it's something to do paranormal or spiritual when it comes to the spirit world or something if it's like something I can't really see if it's something I can't really make out oh it must be bad and then if it's something lit up and filled with like rainbows and things flying around then this is you know and it's always white white light and all these kind of things and it all this is something good and I don't I don't really believe that to be true I know the term dark isn't like it's not like I don't use it but I feel like the true essence of something dark is something that may be the true meaning of it. If it's truly something of a dark entity, if it really, really is, which by the way, it's rare, much more rare than people think. Most of the time, it's just things people can't see or understand because they just don't have, their sight isn't developed to really make it out. But if it really is something quote dark, then it is something purposely trying to trick you or like I said before, harm you on purpose but that is actually more rare but i feel like it always gets thrown in to the same category Absolutely. Oh, oh there was something in my room it was dark oh something was coming at me i know it was dark, dark. you may not you may just not understand it and and you people assume that things that are of another world are always going to come into the space which is this light up bright thing um just shining and what it really is is a frequency that is kind of shadowing itself because it scares you even your grandmother could be like coming across that way to you because you're just not used to seeing it you can't make it out so I feel like the whole idea of dark entity it does it, it's thrown around a lot and I feel like that umbrella is thrown around a lot under the it's like anything I don't understand anything I can't comprehend it's dark it's dark mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely yeah and and that I mean I can't I've always been accused of the oh the dark mm -hmm. the the dark oh you're doing something dark i'm like am am i though you know um so i well totally... that brings me to my next question dylan Ooh. so it's kind of like um piggybacking on you talking about black magic and where it comes from um i have two questions and you can like pick which one one of them was, what's the difference between voodoo and hoodoo and black magic? Because they tend to be put in the same category. And the other question you could choose from is, is there a such thing as, quote, bad magic? Uh, can I answer both? Yeah, you can answer both, but can we spread it out? Because I want to Absolutely. Hold cover... on. I'm... Let me just add this Peter Pan doll to my cart. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> with my iPad and my phone with questions and Dylan is sipping on tea we understand why that absence uh, absence uh, abstinence. Abstinence, abstinence club didn't get started we can see that now <laughs> no because okay so let me just tell you real quick although the absent code would have been much more popular yes <laughs> I for the for the past five episodes mm -hmm. I haven't been able to text or do anything on my phone because the moment I leave uh it like disconnects remember we discovered that yeah like, if anyone yes. calls in or if, or even right. if I got a text message well now I found out how to do it I do it that and then I go on my iPad so okay um, but and I didn't mean for it to pop up but you know I love Peter Pan and I didn't know there was a collector doll so I got it ordered. wow wow everybody <laughs> I just 
I just want you to see how much energy next time I'm getting some uh, hate. Just, you know. All right, go ahead, Dylan. So, um, uh, voodoo, voodoo, and black magic. So, I'm going to start with the black magic first. Black well, you magic did. is made up. Yeah, you I did know. that. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, black okay. magic is made up. If you mm-hmm. call yourself a, a black magician, unless you're black, uh, it's, it's, it's hooky pooky. I, I mean, hocus pocus. I don't know. Right. Anywho. So now there right. are going to be, I'm going to preface with saying that there are different, there are different definitions. And depending on who you ask, they're going to give you a different answer. This is what I was taught in my anthropology class and by my mentors. So the difference between hoodoo and voodoo that I was taught um, is that hoodoo is the magical practice and voodoo is the uh, magical and religious spiritual practice. Okay. So now also I think it's important to note that there are two types of voodoo, uh, well actually three. There is the voodoo that is very real and present in Africa. There is Haitian voodoo. Uh, Both of those are religions um, they are dogmatic religions, and typically they uh, you need to be initiated into those religions. Um, and then there is the voodoo of New Orleans, uh, which still incorporates the spiritual aspect and the loas, um, but it is it is less uh, structured. Okay. So yeah, that... so there's a lot a lot more categories than people. Precisely. Mm-hmm. And there are, I mean, there is a movement now and, and I, it's, it was weird because I didn't know how to address it, but I think I should. So like there are people now who say that, you know, hoodoo should only be practiced uh, by black people or people of color. Um, and I, I definitely am the supportive mind of, I don't think you can just practice hoodoo because you, you want to like get it. work done. You right. feel like it. I think you need to acknowledge the history and, and the history of hoodoo is it is, it came from the Atlantic slave trade. It is considered, it is African American folk magic, mm-hmm. uh, but it also does utilize Irish folk magic, European folk magic, Native American folk magic. Um, so I've, I've kind of been on my own uh, path of my spirituality because I do have like uh, my, my grandfather, uh, was Cherokee. He was born on a Cherokee reservation. My dad is Cuban. So I've kind of been working towards blending and structuring those together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then black magic is made up. And I just wanted to add something, you know, the one thing I think I, I mentioned this and I'll mention again, because this is where I've gotten learned a lot of this. My father was a Pan-African studies professor. So I sat in a lot of in his college classes, I would sit sometimes when I was off school. And of course, he taught me a lot. And what people got to understand is that when people were brought over, and it was, and the slaves were brought over, and um, there was a reason to strip that all of that away and teach about the Christian way and God. And for that to be really, really embedded, it was a plan to find a way to control. So the whole stripping identity and taking away, like the, like you said, like herbs and knowing how to work with the earth and all that stuff was okay if it was used to benefit, um, you know, the work they needed you to do on the plantations and things like this. But as far as your own identity, it was very important to believe there was this white God that was ruling over you and, and, and to strip away. It, it obviously over generations, it got more and more embedded and lost and the, and the, and the old way was lost. So the, so the whole idea of taking away any of your own, you know, history and, and your own, um, where you come from and knowing how to do those things was okay in one way, only if it served a purpose, it was all about control. So I feel like when you talk about, oh, they're, you know, trying to use things that come from the earth and that was all considered bad. That was only considered bad if it was used to empower anyone. Precisely, hundred percent, hundred percent. And and another thing too that that I, I did learn, <clears throat> I think another reason why it was feared is that what people don't 
oh, well, I keep saying what people don't remember, but it, it's not, no one talks about it in history books. But if you think about it now, um, everyone's like, oh, voodoo is so bad or Santeria is so bad and all this stuff. But think about it this way. Um, the, the, think of the Haitian revolution. That's mm-hmm. what scared people. Okay. Right. They, the, they fought the French and the French were like, fuck this peace out and left. And a lot of people don't know, but that started with a voodoo ritual. There was a voodoo ritual that took place. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a time that they were allowed. It was the one time that they were allowed to kind of get together. And during these voodoo rituals, they would sing these songs and they would sing these chants. And what they were doing when they were singing, yeah. they, were, they were actually, it was a call and response of their plans. Like, oh, I'm yes. going to do this. Yes, and, the song. And, the oh, you see that in Roots too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was. On the slave was... ship. Yeah, well, that's also in the plantations. All of the old yeah. spiritual songs that people sing, that was actually because they weren't allowed to speak to each other. It was a way of communicating. Yeah, and that's that's what they would do. So they would do these quote-unquote rituals, and they were actually doing a call and response and figuring out how they were going to kind of do this takeover. Um, right. And, I mean that makes and, sense because they were that was a way that was a way of communicating. Period. So it makes sense that yeah. it, right. Okay. So I think I there there is this belief. I mean, it's an added to that, but you know that happened in Haiti. That was voodoo. So there was this huge fear that this religion that that if you practice this magic, it was going to, as you said, strengthen people and rise up. You know, yeah. so they had to suppress that they wouldn't let you do rituals they wouldn't let you they wouldn't let you um have your own religion they wouldn't let you do use your roots or herbs or anything that you learned um and now to this date there's still that saying i mean you don't really hear it much here in california but i'll never forget in miami you know they say catholic in the front voodoo in the back Mm-mm. interesting <laughs> Wow! Says that. <laughs> you want a shirt that says that? Isn't that not good? Yeah. Though? Well, no, because I mean, Catholicism is very magical. Okay. And it so is. I don't, you gotta by, explain. I think I'm not understanding. What do you mean? Oh, can, what do you okay. mean? Can you explain what that term means? Yes, it sounded yes. a lot. So, I think I interpret it differently. So I okay. want to be, be to be so clear. So Catholic in the front, voodoo in the back is the idea that. Uh, there are a lot of, of uh, superstitious Catholics okay. who will implement like buying a novena candle for a saint, mm-hmm. um, taking St. Anthony and flipping him upside down in front of your house to sell a property. Uh, there are all these kind of superstitions that, that are implemented in Catholicism. And a lot of those are influenced by um, voodoo. They, they were kind of blended together. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Because it's the, pagan. Reason, Most of Catholicism yeah, is it's based pagan. on pagan. Precisely. It's totally pagan. Yeah. And, and I, think, I think that's why it was, I'm not saying it was easy by any means, but if you think about it, what ended, especially in New Orleans and Haiti and in uh, Cuba, they were able to, like in Cuba, the Orishas, they were able to get their, their spirits and they would just associate them with a saint. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like in voodoo, you have uh, St. Peter who has the keys, the keys to heaven and the uh-huh. keys to all that. That's Papa Legba because he's the keys to the crossroads and the opener of gates. Right. So that's right. kind of what I mean by Catholic in the front, voodoo in the back, because okay. if, if a woman bought a statue of, of St. Peter and she put keys everywhere and she did this quote unquote ritual, all you would think of was that, oh, well, she's asking for, you know, St. Peter's assistance. Right. Okay. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So yeah. before, before you move to the next question, um, I just wanted to do, I just wanted to throw one in because we're, because we're getting close in time I, in between that question, the next question about, is there such thing as bag magic? I also, I wanted us to like uh, both of us comment on, do we each do what we both think about, um, do we carry dark energy? I, I believe we do. Okay. I mean, I think, I think, see, I'm, I'm very dualistic where I see the good and the bad. And I think mm-hmm. that 
we are as as humans when we let our guard down we are susceptible to dark energy and dark thoughts mm-hmm. um and i was actually going to talk to you about this i i know we mentioned it before but like you know i i do think that you know ptsd all that shit rubs off on us yeah so we definitely are we definitely are monitored or geared in a way mm-hmm. that we are susceptible so do I think that there are innately evil people? Um, yeah, like I don't, I don't think you're born evil. I think that to me, I think there's kind of this balanced aspect. And as you grow, one takes over the other and it's how you handle it and how that comes through, if that makes sense. Cause I, I also mm-hmm. don't, you know, you and I have talked about pre, pre-designed fate, which I don't, hundred percent believe in um but yeah, like i don't I guess, believe like, in I don't pre-design think, fate either no but i i think of like people like like i'm gonna use hitler as an example like i don't think he was born and he was like you know this is the way Careful. it has to be no i know i know i i but i do think i think that was in there i think yes. that rage was in there but you know, just like I, I, I don't think people are born racist. I think if people are monitored and geared and, and triggered to do these things. Um, so, yes, I do believe in dark energy and I do believe in negative energy. And I do believe that there is um, malevolence in the world. I don't believe that people are born malevolent, uh, nor do I believe that I think it's a cop-out, uh, you know, if you were to murder someone and all of a sudden it's like, well, a demon made me do it. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, I, okay, so I believe that, um, I believe that th- there's a good dark energy and um, negative dark energy. And I think the good dark energy that we all carry this yin and yang inside of us is more like the warrior side. So the part of you that rises up and kind of like, I don't feel like dark is like I said, what people perceive it as something bad. I believe it's something like when you go like to your quote dark side, it's the side of you that you kind of reach deep down. It's kind of like in the deep of the well and you pull it out and you're like, I got to rise up and I got to be a warrior for myself or some, for others. It's also protecting and being warriors, being like a warrior for um, yourself or something else. But I do feel that I do believe and I have seen that when we're born, I do believe we come in at these little light beings, which is why I don't think people take raising children and, and children in general, how important it is that there's open hearted, open trusting little beings that come fresh off of the other side into this, into this um, world, like coming here and they're ready to go and trust and be open. And there is energies that try to corrupt that energy it's not it's not light what people think it's this bright open you know i'm 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 ready to learn i'm ready to trust you're the adult you're supposed to take care of me and i'm fully trusting that and i do believe that there's energies that go around that you said are mal mal would you say the word i never can say it right yes um that come around and say how can i take the parent or something else and corrupt this energy so that its path is very tripped up. And we ha- and it happens all the time. It can happen very subtly. It can happen big. I'm not saying like the devil, like people think, I just think there's energies that are, there is kind of a little bit of push and pull to me of a, of a warfare of trying to push people off of their true self, their true path or trying. And we do have a choice. Because we all get pain, we all have suffering, we all have something we go through, and you and we're here to learn: Are we going to rise above all that and try to grow and try to evolve? And like you said, some people are like, "Nope, screw it, I'm not. I'm going this way, and fuck everybody." So that's how I see it. But I, I kind of think that it's less. I mean, at least for me, I because I, I've, I've been in situations I've seen messed up people and things like that so while yes we use the term energy i just 
I think the energies form in different way, like addiction or violence or things like that. I don't know that it's a supernatural essence. I'm not saying is, a supernatural. It, think, yeah, no, I, I, I didn't yeah. say that you were. I didn't say yeah. that you were. I was just, I was just adding to like. I mean, I think that you know, and and as you said, we're fresh off when we're born. We are. It's kind of like a blank canvas. And, and I don't know, people get different paints on them and, and they turn into, they ultimately become a different. Um... But I will say, I totally, that's a perfect example. I love that. I will say though, I have to say this, that I have seen, cause I've been able to recognize them and they find me, this happens to me a lot when someone is like tear, like almost like tears in their soul from addiction or from pain. I've seen things talk to me now, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I, I feel like they can be grown. Doesn't necessarily mean it has to be outside, like in some kind of de demonic world. It could be grown within the person. Like they grew it. Like, you know, it's a part of us. Does that make sense? And I've oh, seen uh, no, these things I, I do talk to me because I've removed it in someone before and they were feeling really good and they didn't like it. And that they wanted to be friends with that part of them again. It kind of helped yes. them in the world. So I, but I, I just, things. I definitely believe it. I believe in that. And, and I, I've, I've kind of seen that too. And I've also seen, I mean, there are people where it's like, they're totally normal. And then they have this weird break and you're Rich. like, what the yeah. hell? And then they're like, I didn't, you know, I've never experienced that before. And then you never see it again. And, and I think that you definitely are susceptible to uh, spiritual warfare when you are when or your guard is down or, or when you're when you're in a negative if you're in a negative headspace i definitely think you are susceptible to negative energy um but in dms a lot of the things and and i i will just connect this to the black the bad magic thing is yeah. that i think there are a lot of people and this is where i'm less not saying that i'm not spiritual and not saying that i'm not tapped in but this is where the skepticism comes in because I do think a lot of people tend to use quote unquote negative energy or negative spirits as an Absolutely. excuse for oh, yeah. their behavior or mm -hmm. even which maybe one day when we have enough notes, we will tap on the mental aspect of this. But I think a lot of people use that. They, they, they don't acknowledge uh, any um, mental or psychological issues with them and they disguise it with uh, a spiritual and because they don't have the proper guidance and because they don't have anyone to really talk to them, they kind of um, kind of roll themselves in this, in this uh, make-believe world. So that's, that's where, you know, it's, yes, so, there are influences of, of negativity. I, th I think, I think that, what I'm saying is that I believe in frequencies and I believe in yes. energies. And what I'm saying is that when you're born and there's children, cause I worked with children for a long time. There are these open hearted beings that are very trusting and ourselves, the person who could be raising like a parent or someone, you have a choice to not push your energy into this new open canvas. You may have some issues of your own. You may have things you're working through and you have a choice to go, am I going to not dump this on this new open canvas or am I going to kind of turn the color into a better color and kind of deal with my own stuff and not just use an excuse of like, I had a bad life. I bet you, sorry, kid, but I'm just going to have to throw this on to you. And that's right. kind of what I meant is that those, those energies are important. Like those, th those and those and kids tend to even invite like hey you're an open canvas i can just throw up everything onto you and you'll be all right or who cares but what and you so don't kind but, of... right yeah but you don't believe that like you know bob's sitting in his classroom and a demon is like you need to shoot up this whole school no no what jesus then, oh my god why no, do i always bob why, is always why? bob is god. always, and bob is so always now I now my upbringing of my Jewish mother is coming up. You have to spit those words out, spit them out. Thank you, thank you. Um, but see, superstition, superstition, <laughs> yeah, superstition. Um, no, that. but like <laughs> it's it's uh, yes, I believe in the influence of dark energy, but I I you cannot 
no use Absolutely. dark energy as a handicap no. No. for your actions because at the end of the day your actions mm-hmm. are your actions we have a choice absolutely we do we absolutely. have a choice Dylan. and i think that choice is always there absolutely dylan we're like almost out of time um in like one minute Woo. believe it or not so do you want to take us out this was like a lot i hope we we'll probably will, have to do take, another podcast on I this. Will take you out. Well, geez, um, God. I have okay. re- no, not in that way. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's go. Quick, quick, quickly. Uh, okay, okay, okay. 80 so seconds. I'm offering half off readings. I'm doing readings again. Thank you for my break. It really wasn't that much of a break because I felt like I was still doing shit. But uh, my, yep, yep, yep. my code is readings, 50% <laughs> off. Uh, and uh, I'm sure, Adela, you're teaching a class and doing webinars, and your code is PEACE, 50% I, off reading. My code is PEACE, 50% readings, and I am doing a class on how to communicate with See, higher, how did I know? How to telepathically communicate with higher beings. All right, Telepathically? Telepathically. Telepathically. <laughs> go, go. Okay, have a magical off. day, y'all. like to see you. Goodbye. See you soon. You can follow us at The Witch and the Medium on Instagram and Mystic Dylan Official on Instagram and Adele Levine on Instagram and follow and subscribe at our YouTube channel, The Witch and the Medium. Theme music written and composed by Margaret Lane and Taylor Lane. You can follow her at Margaret Lane Music on Instagram and please give us a rating and a little star on iPod and share your reviews. We love hearing from you. See you soon.